Welcome to It's Your Town Beach Talk. I'm your host, Gary Sarantola. On this program, my guest is Kate Harries, Vice Chair of Aware Simcoe. Aware Simcoe is a citizens group that was formed in 2010 that works to protect water, the environment, and health through transparency and accountability in government in our area. Kate is here to tell us all about the public meeting that will be held on Saturday, August 23rd, 9.30 in the morning till 12.30 in the afternoon at the Wasaga Christian Church Hall, 278 Main Street in Wasaga Beach. The meeting will address concern for the protection and health of the Nottawasaga River and its watershed and the protection and health of the menacing wetlands threatened by rampant development. Speakers from the Nottawasaga Steelheaders, Midhurst Ratepayers, and a flood expert will be there to help us understand what impacts we may expect if we do not do something to protect the conditions of the Nottawasaga River and manage development that is going on basically unchecked upstream of the river. We will learn more about these issues and more about how joining Aware Simcoe, as it can be a force for everyday people like you and I to protect our heritage and be good ancestors. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Is there a week this summer when your cottage might be vacant? Cottage Dreams offers recent cancer survivors time at a donated cottage to rejuvenate after successfully completing treatment. Currently, the Cottage Dreams Cancer Recovery Cottage Lending Program is looking for volunteers, new summer cottage donations, and accepting visitor applications for a midweek cottage getaway Sunday to Friday to help a recent cancer survivor and their family reconnect. Sunday to Friday, when you're not using your cottage, would mean the world. For details and to sign up online, visit cottagedreams.org. Beach Booster Group is a proud supporter of Cottage Dreams. Hi, Beachers. On this program, I'm here with Kate Harris, Vice Chair of Aware Simcoe. Aware Simcoe is a citizens group that works to protect water, the environment, and health through transparency and accountability in government. Kate is here to tell us all about the public meeting that will be held on Saturday, August 23rd, from 9.30 in the morning till 12.30 in the afternoon at the Wasaga Christian Church Hall, 278 Main Street in Wasaga Beach. The meeting will address concern for the protection and health of the Nottawasaga River and its watershed, and the protection and the health of the menacing wetlands threatened by rampant development. Speakers from the Nottawasaga Steelheaders, Midhurst Ratepayers, and an expert on flooding will be there to help us understand the impending issues. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. I'm delighted to have you on the program. And Kate, before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm delighted to be here, and uh, I have lived in the area uh, for about 30 years. Uh, Wasaga Beach is always the place where we bring our guests. We come here for fun. When my kids were teenagers, um, I couldn't keep them away from the beach. But I, I'm very proud that we have such an amazing feature in uh, so close to where I live, uh, the uh, world's longest freshwater beach. It's something to be so proud of. We're really happy to be at the beach. It's fascinating natural capital along the settings with the Blue Mountains of the Niagara Escarpment. What better settings to be living by, right? I know. It's absolutely beautiful here. Can you tell us a little bit about Aware Simcoe and your relationship with Aware Simcoe? 
Well, I was one of the founding members. Aware Simcoe was founded in 2010, and it grew out of the uh, victory at Dumpsite 41, where a number of residents from tiny Springwater townships, Midland, Wasaga, um, all the surrounding area came together to stop this dump site from being built on a really important aquifer. And that was a very controversial issue, and I was astounded by what I learned in terms of how people got engaged around that Site 41, and perhaps that we could talk about that engagement that we need to be able to protect other things in our area. Yes, I think uh, Site 41 was a demonstration of the fact that uh, nothing is a done deal and you can beat City Hall. It was uh, a historic alliance uh, because it was farmers. The farmers basically had been fighting it for 25 years and had won a couple of times only to have their victory turned over by uh, political uh, decisions. And then local residents came together, more and more of them, then the First Nations got involved, particularly a group of women from um, Chimlising, a Bosley First Nation. We also attracted the support of Maud Barlow of the, and the Council of Canadians, for whom water is a key issue. And since that event, I understand that Aware Simcoe has really become a trusted authority on things happening in our area and the need for protecting our heritage. Well, we work at it. We have members in, there are 18 municipalities in Sinclair County, including the two separated cities, Barry and Aurelia. We have members in every municipality. Some are more active than others, so some have actually formed subgroups and they monitor their council. And uh, we try to bring people the important developments that we think they should be involved in through our website, which is uh, awaresimco.ca. And uh, we, we, we keep an eye on government because during the Site 41 battle, we discovered a lot was happening behind closed doors or, um, I mean, the actual Site 41 decision was a line item in a budget, right? Nobody knew about it. Uh, and you really. brought it to the forefront. <laughs> well, we discovered it and then the battle began. So we realized that it's just not good enough to uh, assume that government is doing the right thing, even if they tell you that that's what they are, that, and, and many politicians actually welcome citizens being there and being involved because they come under a lot of pressure from uh, development industry and other special interest groups that are out to make a buck. So it's good for people who just want to see our wonderful natural uh, heritage preserved to be there because that's all we want, we want to preserve it for our future generations. When we talk about the Nottawasaga River, I understand, Kate, that you've been involved in terms of placing the Nottawasaga River on the Navigation Protection Act, which applies to only 100 lakes and 61 rivers uh, listed under the legislation, whereas before it was protected under the Navigable Waters Protection Act of 1883. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, that's quite a mouthful, all those different legislation. But what, what people need to understand is uh, the Conservative government, uh, a couple of years ago with an omnibus bill, brought in uh, legislation that changed this ancient law that protected anywhere you could float a canoe. Uh, basically, Canadians had the right to navigate. And that right of navigation 
navigation was removed except for a uh, hundred lakes and sixty three rivers listed in the new act and uh, the Narosaga river is not on there so and we thought it should be because it's such an important river it's really a very unique river in terms of fishery habitat which is an incredibly important in- indicator of, of the health of the river people come from all over because of the uniquely wonderful fish that we have here and of course it's important to a, a vast region in terms of tourism and recreation and other business opportunities. So uh, we felt it should be on there. So Aware Simcoe started uh, making presentations to local councils and um, We've got the support of uh, seven local councils uh, to have it listed, as well as NVCA, the Nottingham Valley Conservation Authority. And it's a very complicated process working through federal government um, uh, hurdles, uh, but we're still working on it and we want to get it uh, listed. And um, we have petition and people have given us a lot of support. I understand the implications of this change is that if it's not listed on this act, then if someone violates anything on the river, they have to be taken through the courts. Whereas if they were listed on this act, that a protection officer can just do due process to be able to fix that problem. Is that yeah, correct? Basically enforce the law, whereas uh, what has happened is that the responsibility for enforcing the law has been downloaded to citizens. So if you say, hey, that guy shouldn't be building that dock all the way out there because it gets in the way of people getting up the river, you have to go to court to stop it. This is going to create tremendous problems and it's very poor legislation in our opinion. And, uh, and I think in the opinion of a number of municipalities who feel that they will... The whole thing will be dumped in their lap. So let me take you back to this meeting that's going to be held Saturday, August 23rd at the Wasaga Christian Church Hall, all about the protection and health of the Nottawasaga River and its watershed. Can you tell us a little bit about this meeting? What will it entail? Uh, well, we felt it was really important to hold a meeting in Wasaga Beach. That's where the Nottawasaga River comes out. Basically, everything that goes into the river uh, and affects the watershed ends up affecting Wasaga Beach. And we feel that there are a lot of people who perhaps are just here for the summer or who are in business here and are very busy during the summer and aren't really aware of the threats that exist to the river, to the watershed, and how it will affect them either in their business or in their recreational opportunities. So we want to bring that to um, residents, businesses, and uh, vacationers. We're hoping we can get a broad cross-section of people out to our meeting. And I understand as busy people, we don't notice these changes because they're gradual. But here's one consideration. People used to swim in that river near the mouth and upstream a bit. You don't see people swimming in that river any longer. So there's been changes and there's likely going to be more changes. Can you comment on that? Well, we're kind of partnering with the Narwasaga Steelheaders on this meeting and that is because they have an incredible knowledge of what is actually happening in the water. And you're telling me people don't swim there. 
Fish don't like it anymore either. The size of the fish that uh, the anglers are catching in the river is is less. There are fewer fish. Uh, walleye are hardly there. Steelhead in the lower degraded section of the uh, river, which runs through Wasaga Beach, they don't stay in that part of the river anymore. And it used to be, just about a decade ago, anglers would come to Wasaga Beach, stay in the motels, and be able to fish right from uh, right here in this town and that doesn't happen anymore and in fact um, at a recent meeting I was told by one of the anglers that he goes to the Sorgine River now because that's where he can catch the really wild steelhead a good size and the river is clean and fresh. Are there any other issues that Wasaga Beach residents and businesses should be aware of along the lines of the health and quality of the Nottawasaga River? Well, I think we need to be aware that what happens uh, all across the watershed affects the river here in Wasaga Beach. So, the east we have uh, Midhurst uh, with a, an expansion from a village now the size of 500 people. Um, projected to be built out to 30,000. The effluent, the treated effluent, is going to go into the menacing wetlands through the Willow Creek. It is going to have a tremendous impact on on the wildlife there. Uh, there. There are six globally rare species in the menacing wetlands. It's an incredible treasure, like an hour's drive from one of the major metropolises in Canada. And there it is, absolutely wonderful. But it's being degraded. The forest cover, the riparian forest, is being killed off by runoff from development. And as we develop and affect the uh, recharge capacity of the wetlands, um, we're creating trouble for ourselves in the future. And that's why one of the issues, one of our speakers is um, a flooding expert, recently retired from the Toronto Region Conservation Authority, an engineer. He's been out in Calgary doing consulting there. And we think the lessons that uh, need to be learned from Calgary um, we think people here should be aware that it's not just wildlife, it's not just the beauty of the natural landscape. Um, the water could come to your home. It could actually um, be uh, catastrophic if we don't uh, stop and look at what we're doing. I just happened to pull out a map of Wasaga Beach itself to get a sense of where the floodplain was and where the flood-threatened areas were. And to my astonishment, it, it was a color of yellow to show that. The map shows about 90% coverage in there so that if there's any flooding to go on or any threats by flooding, the whole town is under siege by the looks of this map. And I would encourage our listeners to take a look at the flood map that you can get from the NVCA, the Nottawasaga Conservation Authority, to get a sense of where you are. And just out of luck, I noticed that where I'm living, I'm on high ground, and it's probably one of the only areas that seem to be protected in the town. <laughs> Always live on high ground, is what the old saying is. But... Um, one of the issues that we've had is that the uh, NVCA Board of Directors, we feel is there's a slim majority in there that is substantially influenced by development pressure. And earlier this year, I think it was, or late last year, staff had recommended against a uh, building proposal within the floodplain because of the da potential danger to uh, life and property. And it, it could come five years from now, or it could come 50 years from now and not affect anyone who's alive right 
right now, but it's not a good idea to build in a floodplain. And so staff applied the regulations that the Conservation Authority is uh, required to implement. And um, But that their decision was overturned by the board, uh, which is actually led by one of your local politicians, uh, Nina Bifalshi. She's uh, the chair. And I would say that her, uh, her leadership is one of really tilting uh, the board's uh, actions in the direction of allowing development, promoting development, removing obstacles from development. And um, we, uh, we, we deplore that because we feel that there are reasons, uh, going back to Hurricane Hazel, why conservation authorities have the powers they have. And it's about uh, protection of uh, property and protection of life. Let's not forget that. Can you tell us a little bit about what's being done about these issues right now? Are there any measures out there that are being practiced? We at Aware Simcoe feel that there's uh, not enough being done. I actually um, was fairly complacent about the health of the rivers till I started meeting with members of the Nautilusaga steelheaders and realized from what they're telling us that the river is becoming degraded, that despite all sorts of wonderful work being done by local citizens, by local municipalities, we're losing the battle because the impact of development is so great, uh, these little individual efforts. So we, ha- we have to tackle, we have to tackle that. And we feel that um, the uh, river, the menacing wetlands, the watershed is being abandoned by government. We feel um, the Navigable uh, Waters Act is one example. Uh, another is uh, the whole issue of we, we find that there are a lot of decisions being made behind closed doors. We, we've actually challenged the Nautilusaga Valley Conservation Authority for um, discussion of an audit that is presently happening behind closed doors. We discovered to our dismay that there is no outside review when you feel that something is improperly being discussed by a board of conservation authority. For a municipality, if you feel the council has gone behind closed doors and shouldn't have, you can complain to uh, an outside investigator. There's legislation uh, to mandate that. And it's a third-party review. Our only option was to um, complain to the board. Uh, And in fact, I don't know if the board actually discussed our complaint and voted on it. We got a very fast reply from uh, the chair, Nina Bifalci, basically dismissing our complaint. But uh, in discussion at the subsequent board meeting, um, it was clear that a substantial minority of uh, board members, and they're all councillors from local municipalities covered by the watershed, are very uncomfortable with the direction being taken by the board. Uh, And one of them said that the uh, audit that's presently underway is a witch hunt. I don't know exactly what's meant by that, but we wouldn't be concerned if we could hear exactly what was going on, and we can't. All these issues, what can beachers do about these issues? Well, we'd really like you to come to our meeting on Saturday, August 23rd. Uh, the um, Wasaga Christian Church Hall is, is just minutes from the main beach. Go on our website, Aware Simcoe. Uh, you can find out a bit more about us, a bit more about the issues um, uh, that affect the Nara Wasaga River. Join Aware Simcoe and get educated because I wasn't educated enough and uh, I'm, I'm an environmentalist and I was fairly complacent about what's going on and uh, 
I'm really alarmed. And I think people, the only way that we can protect the river is just as we protected the aquifer at Site 41, just regular folks got involved. And that's what has, has to happen here. Regular folks who love the river, love the beach, and uh, want to protect it for the future. Well, Kate, it was great to have you on the program. We learned a few things about you, the plight of the Nottawasaga River, and why we as Wasaga Beachers have to do something about these issues as it works to protect water and the environment and health through transparency and accountability in government. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was a great pleasure. Thank you, Gary. I was talking with my guest, Kate Harris, Vice Chair of Aware Simcoe. Kate told us about the important meeting that will be held on Saturday, August 23rd, 9.30 in the morning till 12.30 in the afternoon at the Wasaga Christian Church Hall, 278 Main Street in Wasaga Beach, and why you need to be there to help protect the Nottawasaga River and its watershed and protect the Minnesota wetlands. For more information, you can go to the Aware Simcoe website, aware-simcoe.ca, or check with the Beach Booster office. We're always interested in featuring people, community groups, and events on this show. Contact us about your idea for an It's Your Town Beach Talk show. If there's a Wasaga Beach champion out there you would like to learn more about, talk to me. Drop me a line. We'll feature this person on one of our shows. You can email me at gary at beachbooster.com or call the Beach Booster office at 705-241-9762. We'll record your comments and questions and air them on the show or provide answers on our Beach Booster blog. I'm Gary Sarantola, host of It's Your Town Beach Talk. Talk to me. The opinions expressed by the participants of the preceding program are not necessarily those of the Beach Booster Group. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster.